Hello, and welcome to this special edition of Inside Leduc. Our guest today is Glenn Finstad, running for councillor for the City of Leduc municipal election. Please listen in as he talks about how being a regional member and building those relationships has been one of the key stands and passion points for him over the course of his 11 years on city council. Election date is October 18th, so make sure you tune in to all the candidate platforms so you can make the most informed decision for you. Hello and welcome to this month's special edition of Inside Leduc. I am your host, Tara Flynn. I would like to acknowledge that we are on Treaty 6 territory, a traditional meeting grounds, gathering place and traveling route for many First Nations. We acknowledge these First Nations, Métis and Inuit, whose footsteps have marked these lands for centuries. As a special edition, I wanted to give each of our candidates running for city councillor a chance to share a bit about themselves outside the door knocking and the forums that they have been on. So welcome, Glenn Finstead. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Tara. It's my pleasure to be here. uh, I've never really done a a podcast per se, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, I I really hope that uh, we can give our listening audience a chance to really get to know um, our councillors as people and who we are voting for when we check their name off the ballot and maybe get a little bit better of a turnout <laughs> for our uh, <laughs> voting audience as well. So, Well, I know that the advance polls have been super strong. The first two days of, of the advance polls more than totaled what the entire uh, advance polling scenario was last election. So, uh, oh, hopefully that's a good indication of, of uh, yes, exactly, of a strong voter turnout. That's awesome. Well, I think this time we're getting we're really getting to see the effect of what our how voting really affects our day to day life in the municipal government. So maybe that's why they're taking it because you're actually seeing it before. It's just like roadways and civic centers. But here you actually get to see now, right, where the who was who we're voting for. So thank you. And uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So let's start off with a little bit of who you are. Sure. So as, as Tara mentioned, I'm Glenn Finstead. I've lived in Leduc with my wife, June, for about 40 years. Uh, raised two boys here. We have uh, one of which still lives in Leduc. And we have three granddaughters, uh, amazing little individuals. Uh, and the two youngest ones live five minutes from here, which is really nice. So... I know as a, as a youngster, I grew up in a variety of communities uh, following dad and his work wherever it took him. Uh, when June and I were first married, we traveled many places as she followed me to where work took me. Uh, we ended up in Leduc in 81 and uh, never left. So Nice. That's awesome. So tell yeah. us a little bit about why you were running for council and what was your vision for Leduc? <laughs> so... 11 years ago when I first ran, uh, I just woke up one morning and the boys were no longer involved in sports, which meant that we were no longer active parents in those sporting activities. It meant that uh, my duties with the chamber were done, my duties as president and past president of the Curry Club were done, and my involvement with the rodeo had also come to an end where I had been president, past president, um, and director as well. So then you wake up one morning and say, my goodness, there's still more I want to give back to the community that has given me and my family so much. So 
I thought the ultimate give back would be to run for council. Um, a couple of days later, my two boys were in their family room and one of them was discussing politics and didn't like the way things were run and suggested that I would be a, a good targeter candidate to, uh, to represent the city. And that cemented it. I did, I did think about running for two elections prior to one I did. And any advice I have to anyone is, if you have any desire at all, any inclination that you might want to run for public office, just do it. Don't let fear hold you back. Uh, you might not be successful, but there's a ton of people who have run multiple times and have had limited success. But just the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there, expose yourself, and uh, stand up for your community means a lot. It means a lot to us and my family. Mm-hmm, for sure. So 11 years you've been a councillor member. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. So what has been your favorite parts about being a councillor? The, the favorite part is just being able to have an impact uh, on the decision-making process. Having an input into what's this community going to look like in 20 or 30 or 40 years from now. If there's any regrets, it's that I might not be here in 50 years to see the ramifications of, of the, of the uh, things we're implementing today. So that would be my only, I guess, regret, if you will. Absolutely. On the other side of the coin, it's just amazing to be able to get to know so many people and understand them and have them approach us, whether they want to send me an email or a phone call or meet us at the grocery store and just have a conversation. It, I enjoy that. Uh, sometimes people are very animated in what their points of view are. But uh, for me, it's just part of the process. I don't take things personally. Uh, I use humor a lot in what I do to help uh, diffuse situations. And uh, I just get so much out of what I do to give to the community that uh, it's truly an enjoyable experience for me. That's awesome. So what differentiates (laughs) you from the other candidates? I think my my very diverse background. Uh, if you read my my resume or my CV, it would read like a book, not uh, not a two or three page document. Uh, I just I was never afraid to try something different, try something new. Since 1994, June and I have been involved in a variety of businesses. I always enjoyed either buying a business or selling a business. I just didn't care for all that stuff in between. So about four years ago, I started as a, again, as a business broker and found a passion for that. It's almost a deeper passion as I have for the city. So if I had to choose between one or the other, that would be an extremely difficult choice for me and one that uh, I'm not quite ready to make. But uh, for me, business brokerage is a lot like being a counselor where you're, you're helping somebody else achieve their goals or their dreams. Uh, with city, you're helping someone perhaps overcome a problem or a concern or an issue and uh, just being there to help and having the the broad background, the broad experience in a variety of of areas that uh, I think make me a very well-rounded individual. Mm -hmm. That's That's awesome. And definitely being a council member for so long is such a benefit. So um, thank you. And what are your key priorities? So some of the key priorities include crime reduction, um, safe community. And, and part of that is I'm also the liaison for the Duke Nighthawks, which is the Citizens on Patrol group. 
And I really encourage anyone who's been affected by crime, regardless of how small or how petty it might seem, to please report it. The RCMP, uh, we have a crime analyst that that person's job is to determine if what trends there are in terms of crime. What similarities are there between criminal acts? Is it a group? Is it an individual? And that crime analyst does a great job of predicting not only future potential for crime, but being able to put the pieces together and say, hey, there's a, there's a pattern here, there's a trend here, and we need to focus resources in this particular area or on this particular subject matter. For quite a few years, uh, theft of catalytic conversion, converters was a problem. And I strongly recommended to the RCMP that the uh, scrap metal dealers should have a policy in place similar to that what the pawn shops in Edmonton have, where by uh, personal information needs to be collected. I mean, it's pretty suspect if somebody shows up at the scrap metal dealer with 10 catalytic converters in tow and uh, just takes the cash and runs, that should raise a red flag or two. Right. Then when the RCMP and the Edmonton police started to crack down, then you had the criminals were getting a little smarter. They were cutting the catalytic converters and then emptying the contents into a pail or a barrel. So when that starts to happen, you know there's uh, something more than just somebody cutting one off his individual or private vehicle and taking it in. So we need to have a better reporting, a better accountability system. Mm -hmm. Same way we do with pawn shops. Yeah, for sure. And actually, I do use that crime map quite a lot when people are asking, because as a realtor, as a day profession, oh, sure. people are talking about, you know, hey, what about these neighborhoods? And I'm like, well, check the mm -hmm. crime map. But it, it it really is. You have to put your name out and say that, yes, this happened, because if you don't happen, mm -hmm. then it, it does really yeah, dilute the value. Yeah. It dilutes right. the value if yeah. they don't. But it's definitely a great yeah. resource that I leverage as well. So I think it's a well, great thing. It was nice that the RCMP were actually able to do that because for years they were concerned about FOIP and this kind of stuff, but they've managed to work through those issues and uh, become a lot more interactive, I think. Mm -hmm, for sure. No, it's definitely a great resource. So thank you. So if reelected, what is your vision for creating healthy neighborhoods and communities? So part of what I do, which again, kind of sets me apart from most of the other counselors is I have a I have a drive, I have a desire to have an impact regionally. I have a, I have this innate desire to get to know as many people as possible. And so I have a great relationship with a lot of builders, developers, and talk to them on the basis of, hey, we don't want to be a cookie cutter type community. We want to have unique neighborhoods. We want to have those that appeal to a, variety, a wide variety of individuals and not, not just drop us into a neighborhood and oh, it could be Spruce Grove, it could be Edmonton, it could be who knows what and uh, go from there. So um, that's part of what I want. And, and then making sure that communities are walkable. Mm -hmm. Over the years, we've learned a lot. We learned that when you build a new neighborhood, it's really important to have the multiways in place along with the roads. Uh, the only places we've had issues with regard to multiways is when the neighborhood was essentially complete, i.e. Bridgeport, and most recently in Windrose, where you've got polarization when it comes to where and how a multiway should be. 
someone buys a house and then five years later, uh, a multiway goes in, it might have that impact on them as an individual. And they don't remember that when they went and looked at the lot in the first place that on the map was probably a drawing of where the multiway would likely end up at some point. So we alleviate that now by making sure that the multiways, the parks, all the amenities are in place before the builder even starts to sell lots. That's awesome. Yeah. I I love what you said about the regional though, because Mm -hmm. we are located in such a great area that our our city is able to have such a wide um, interaction with different countries because the airport and everything. So I love the fact that that relationship, not just within our city, but with people outside of our city, I think is, is really beneficial to our community with the reach that we have. Exactly. And the mayor for one can't be everywhere. He can't do everything. And I've pretty much taken upon myself, uh, probably since halfway through my, my first term, uh, thinking that maybe the, the previous mayor might not be the mayor forever. And somebody would need to step up on a regional basis to get to know these individuals, the influencers and the other, other parts of the region to, so that we can continue to be, a community that does have an influential impact. One of the other things is on the regional transit board too, as the Duke rep, and uh, that's been an extremely, uh, I learn a lot. Uh, You learn a lot in in those kinds of roles. You learn a lot from other people. Uh, You get to develop additional relationships and and, uh, it's, I really enjoy that that part of the uh, process. you get to work on what's best for the community, but what? how do we fit into the region? How do we make the region as a whole better? Yeah, that that is an amazing initiative, but it seems so, so daunting because it like com- uh, cities and municipalities are just dropping out, which then increases the cost for the ones that are in still. And it's it's quite a big breadth and a massive project to, um, for our region, but it has such um value and it could bring so much to our region um there's just so many pieces <laughs> for that so it, it makes it makes employment opportunities within uh, within our community even better because we can draw talent from edmonton uh, right now our transit people are working with some of the uh, companies in the Leduc and, and miscue business parks about how can we get workers into those particular areas in, in a efficient and effective way? And regional transit will certainly help a lot in that regard. Mm-hmm. And we're like getting industrial park and, and jobs everywhere now, like in almost every direction, it feels like where there's more businesses coming in. And um, so, yeah, that would definitely be able to help substantiate all the growth. For sure. And that's certainly something we're looking for. And again, the regional partnerships or regional regional relationships really help a lot, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it's something I enjoy doing. I, I know a lot of the comments that June and I have received at the door has been, oh my gosh, Glenn, you're running again and you seem to be everywhere. And uh, yeah, I have a pretty much reasonably close to a full-time gig as well during the day. But y- you make time. Y- you set your priorities. You're, I have the flexibility that I can do do what I do, and I enjoy what I do, and my wife enjoys what we do together whenever possible as well. That's awesome. 
Thank, so thank you very much. That's fantastic. Do you have any parting words for our listeners? No, just please uh, get on and vote. Uh, a lot of people say if you don't vote, you don't have a right to complain. Uh, for me, hey, if you want to complain, I've got broad shoulders. I don't take things personally. If you got beyond attaboy or accolades for counsel, I'll take those too. But we've worked well as a team over the years. And uh, it, it's just this year is somewhat unique in my fourth attempt to uh, join council in that there are what you'd call no open positions, if you will. I mean, all the incumbents are running again, and this was a rarity. When I first was elected in 2010, uh, Judy Archie had decided not to run again. Uh, in 2013, uh, Dominic uh, Michel decided not to run, and, and Bev got in. Last term, because of the two mayoral candidates uh, off council and the resignation of, of uh, Dana Smith, it left three openings on council. And the conversations at the door in 2017 were, hey, Glenn, who do you want on your team with you? It was, and that was refreshing. Also, uh, having the, the support of the community to, with the numbers that I had last term were extremely humbling uh, to have that kind of support in the community. So for me, that was a very humbling experience and one that I, I certainly reflect on regularly. Well, that's awesome. And yeah, I, I remember the last election and I do remember that it was, there was a lot of uh, new opportunity for councillors with, with the change of the mayoral and how that all played out. So I didn't realize that um, not like there was someone every other one. I thought most of the time it was just encumbrance did uh, got voted in. So this will be exciting to see that how this plays out then for our city. Yeah, it's going to be different from my perspective. I think in the past, uh, there's been a few times when there was a full slate ran that uh, perhaps not all the incumbents gone in. But those new, uh, those ones that want to be joined council is don't give up. If you don't, if you're not successful this time, don't hide in the community. Keep doing what you're doing. The fact that you're able to put yourself out there means a lot. The fact that maybe you didn't have the recognition, maybe the timing wasn't right, and, and don't be afraid to try again in the future. Mm, that's awesome. Well, thank you so very much for your time today. I appreciate it. And thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. I enjoyed it as well, Tara. Thank you so much. And and good luck with your, uh, as you move along on your career path. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.